Hi everyone, welcome to Zoomies, your dog podcast. I'm Adriana Milne, your local dog trainer from Pet Pals Dog Training. And thank you for joining me this afternoon on Radio Karen. On our doggy chat today, we'll be talking about tips on choosing a puppy school or a dog school for your puppy or dog. So if you have a new puppy or you just adopted a new dog and you're considering choosing a, a puppy school or a dog school, where would you try to look for it? You can uh, optionally contact your local veterinary clinics to see if they are about to start one course soon. You can try to see the, in Google the local dog trainers for free posture reinforcement dog trainers on your area. And, uh, and then chat to them, not just send an email, call them, talk to them about, try to see if your requirements are going to be met by this person. See how the person sounds on the phone to you. If you feel that is a, you're going to be a good partnership working together, okay? Try to check the number of puppies or dogs which will be present in this class. Uh, for puppy school, try to aim four puppies for one instructor or six puppies to eight with an instructor and an assistant, okay? Not great idea to go and join a course when you've got 12 uh, puppies or 12 dogs and one instructor alone observing and guiding everybody. So they are not going to be able to pay enough attention on you and your dog and you, we want to be sure you can get the best out of it. Other possibility is when you're considering uh, two or three or these courses, try to ask if you could please pop in one week to just have a look how they run the course. Have a look at the venue, see if you find it is a good venue, there's enough space, and that the, the puppies and the dogs are going to have a good distribution around the class, they're not right on top of each other. Good floor space. In puppy school, you try to aim about two dog length, uh, leads length in between each one and see if um, you know is always the same person running the course in the case of dog clubs uh, many times there are different instructors so don't necessarily mean that always one instructor will be every week until the end of that particular course uh, be able to be the same person who runs the whole course content with you but talk about your doubts ask and get a few it's very important if you have a prior a visit so you can get a good feel of the school of the club okay and uh, i would suggest highly you have a look on the positive reinforcement the force free as a dog train association website as such as pet professional guild australia www.ppg australia.net.au delta institute www.deltainstitute.adu.au APDT Australia Australian uh, Professional Dog Training Association is www.apdt.org.au on the search bar you can uh, just key in your postcode or the name of your suburb and uh, the closest trainers dog trainers to you will come up after the search uh, appears. So then you can contact them directly and please do talk to them. Only emails is not enough. Only checking Facebook page, please, not enough. Okay? You want to see that all your needs are met. And in the case, if you've got any doubts about if your puppy or your dog might be suitable for the class, um, if just uses too much vocalization, get too excited when you see other dogs, uh, just express this as well. Because not, um, in the case like a shelter-adopted dogs, not 
all of the shelter dogs do well in a class. Sometimes there are situations that they may do better on a private consultation one-on-one with the dog trainer and yourselves. Okay? So um, since we, we are in a note of puppies, we want to discuss and go further on some general information about puppies. So I wanted to mention that it is quite recommended for you to research about the types of breeds before you go and buy a puppy. Never buy one on impulse alone. Try to find a type of dog breed that's suitable to your lifestyle and uh, your available level of commitment, considering the size of your backyard, your personal free time to walk the dog, and, uh, and if your family is going to be um, in agreement as well. Take the puppy to the vet for vaccination, warming and die advice. And um, there is advice for microchip the dog and to check the body weight. When their puppies is good to pop in the clinic and check their body weight on a weekly basis. And that's easy to do if you happen to attend a puppy school at your local vet. So when you come to class, it's a good chance to, to check the weight and uh, get the puppy to learn to go on the scales nice and calmly, stand on the scales. So it's a good experience already and a positive association with the vet clinic and the staff. Register the puppy with the local council. Enroll your puppy, as I mentioned before, in a suitable puppy school uh, and preferably one dealt by a qualified force-free dog trainer. Invest daily quality time in training this puppy. So it's not just uh, good enough in going and just do the instructions on the class. You still need to use on a daily basis at home because the puppy is not going to learn alone. You need to keep reinforcing uh, the good behavior and the things he's learning in class so you get to actually use and teach the family as well how to use the, the learning content that you're having in the class. Expose him to different environments, people, other dogs, sounds after the puppy has had initial vaccinations. Don't be over the top about him. Let the puppy explore and learn that it's okay to be left alone sometimes. Okay, so um, don't feel guilty by having slow departures and slow moving away from the puppy, coming back. As I mentioned before, reward calm. The situations that the puppy is going to need someone to pop in middle of the day to give a little snacky to a low toilet breaks and uh, the mid-late lunch meal time. Uh, if you happen that you have a busy day at work and you can't be around. So it is recommended to take a puppy after the puppy school to do the next level course. And if you could, please continue the puppy education because it's actually education for both of you, okay? Not just the puppy alone. So provide environment enrichment for your dog and give him lots of love, praise and reward good behavior. So now we are going to a short break and we'll be very shortly with you. And uh, we are listening to Zoomies, your dog podcast on Radio Karen. If you feel the Karen way, just call Mitchell Toll. Or in Patterson Lakes, just call Mitchell Toll. Anywhere Bayside, just call Mitchell Toll. Buy a summer house, just call Mitchell Toll. Mitchell Toll. Real estate. Oh yeah, a little real estate. We want more. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. One take. 
Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Zoomies, your dog podcast on Radio Karen. I'm Adriana Milne. Now I want to talk to you some an event coming just right now on your doorstep this weekend, okay? On the Sunday, the 30th of April. So it is the National Adoption Day of Melbourne Greyhounds at the Meadows. It's run by GAP, the Greyhound Adoption Program, and uh, will be held from 10 a.m. up to 2 p.m. The Meadows is located at number 80 North Corp Boulevard at Broad Meadows. And if you're interested in adopting a Greyhound, go and talk to the experts present on the day. And you even have the opportunity to fill in a form, uh, the Greyhound Adoption Application Form. Greyhound can be great dogs. And don't forget, the dogs they have raised, they deserve um, another chance in life. And um, they can actually be quite couch potatoes. I have had even elderly clients of mine, they have adopted a Greyhound uh, when they are already in their senior years. So senior person and senior dog, or, you know, yes, a bit older dog. And uh, so you're actually going to have a lot of fun. And they do feel uh, quite cold on the winter time. So be sure that if you adopt one, just use this nice uh, little warm jumpers when you walk them on winter time or in a cool weather. Okay. So now we want to talk and moving on to the segment that is about dog health, the dog health segment of the day. Today we're going to talk a bit about paralysis tick and brown ticks. So the paralysis tick is the most dangerous. It causes weakness of the hindquarters that progress to total paralysis on all four legs. The signs, altered bark, vomiting, when the chest muscles and muscles of the throat become affected, it is quite serious. Often a pet dies once affected. Prevention is the best measure. The occurrence of paralysis ticks mostly happens on the eastern coast of Australia, western Australia. Uh, the paralysis tick needs humidity and mild weather. In the northern parts of Australia, it can be found year-round. And in the southern areas, the season goes from spring through to autumn. If you live in a tick-infested area, you should examine your dog on a daily basis by rubbing your fingers through your pet's coat. Many times, you'll find them in the head and in the neck areas. If found, take your dog to the vet as soon as possible. So prevention is the key. So talk to your vet about what the best prevention um recommendations that they would have for you and please take it on board and do it regularly. Other topic on their pet health today, we want to talk about, please be beware of poisons. Sometimes uh, your garage, for example, or even your backyard can be a place where you may find poisons um, that before you had a dog, you never worry about. But now since you've got pet, a dog at home or a puppy, they'll be quite inquisitive and they'll be exploring and smelling things around. So you need to act immediately if your dog inge has ingested any of the following. Rodenticide, poison to kill rats. Dangerous plants, snail bait, chlorinated hydrocarbons, human medicine, insecticide, and mushrooms in compost heaps. 
other one that I have to say that is quite dangerous is uh, batteries, you know, little cell batteries. Batteries can be quite dangerous if swallowed. You really need to take your dog to the vet straight away. Uh, to induce vomiting, table salt, one or three tablespoons in dogs. Do not induce vomiting if it appears that the animal has ingested corrosive substances or petroleum-based substances. Instead, give milk or water to dilute your poison. And if the animal has had a poison on the skin or on the eyes, wash with lots of warm water. If feeding or excited, do not grab the tongue. Bring the dog to the vet as soon as possible and bring as well with you the poison or container or a sample of the vomit um, that your dog just did with you. Okay? So uh, you can uh, don't emphasize enough how dangerous it can be and you need to act immediately. Right? So now we will be going for another short break and we'll be right back with you and you're listening to Radio Karen. Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright Don't worry about a thing Cause Atticus Health will make you feel alright If you got a tummy ache or you don't feel right Or if you have a nasty rash Keeping you up at night Don't worry About a thing Don't worry Cause Atticus Health Will make you feel alright Welcome back everyone You're listening to Zoomies Your doggy podcast on Radio Karen I'm Adriana Milne from Pet Pals Dog Training, and we've been doing our weekly podcast here at Radio Karen. So, on a serious note, I would like to talk to you, um, and I'd like to start the conversation about our dog training industry in Australia. Our dog training industry, unfortunately, is an unregulated industry. Okay, so you will be having dog trainers out there who advertise themselves, uh, can be on Google, on Facebook, or the social media pages in general, and not necessarily have had qualification in dog training and animal behavior. So, as you know, there are some courses that you can look up um, and see if this person has actually attended any of the courses. Um, I, in my case, I have done the certificate for Companion Animal Services from the Delta Society Australia. And um, so there are the courses that... TAFE, like the Box Hill TAFE, has a certificate for as well in uh, animal training and behavior. And um, the new Delta course introduced now, it is a certificate for in dog training and animal behavior. So the one that just started this year. Um, and you've got as well, the some people might have done the Richmond TAFE in New South Wales. So have a look. There's other courses like Hanrop. Uh, that is the one that does the dog kennels and boarding close to the airport. They're running a certificate for as well in uh, dog training. Just be sure that you have a good look as well on the website of the person and try to see which level of experience they've had. Because like even the Delta training course, it actually was quite a few hours 
of tuition and we had great teachers. Some of them were veterinary behaviorists. In those days I did, we went to the Duke Agricultural College in uh, Duke in close by Shepperton, Victoria, country Victoria. And it was fantastic. We had actually the residentials there. We had practicals with the dogs present. And then after we finished the first residential, we have to go and do uh, some hours and assist, uh, first observing the classes um, in some of the, the places I've been. I've been to a couple, three actually. And then you start assisting the qualified trainer and to the point you start running your own classes. So it is a lengthy process. So you want to be sure that this person you're going to work with is, is a, a part of the science of animal behavior and training and the new uh, information that's coming through. And um, yeah, so please... Um, or the, apart from the Facebook groups because what happened is Facebook groups someone might have used someone and they start just uh, recommending just based on their own experience but how if you were there on this Facebook group how do you know that the person they're recommending is actually a force free dog trainer that they're not going to use punishment methods of um, you know with the dogs so do check it out the person you know you you should do your own research not just go for what someone have said because out there, a lot of people are going to be saying you f- right, left, and center. You know, there's a lot of people uh, <laughs> that will have different opinions out there. And you want to do your own research and try to find the best, the best out there. You T- can talk to your vet as well, have referrals for uh, good dog trainers in your area from your local vet. And then you can definitely look into the website that I mentioned before in the program, the Force Free, Positive Reinforcement ones. And be sure to have a look on the types of photos that the dog trainers have on their social media pages that does not have any photos of any methods that are not advisable or aversive methods or no use of choker chains, no e-collars, that no punishment is being used uh, with the dog uh, on the footages, that no corrections are done because you want to teach them the right thing, reward them doing their correct behavior and definitely no use of prong collars because prong collars are actually illegal in Victoria. So the dog training industry, uh, we have hope that in the short future, in the near future, it will be regulated. But as it is, as it stands right now, because it's not, so it's up to you to really do the research, okay? It's just not that, not the one that just because a lot of people have lots of likes and, um, how hip hip hooray on YouTube that is going to be the one that you're going to choose. Okay, so research, that's what I have to say to you. Okay, so in regards to the dog breed profile of today, we want to cover the Dalmatian. So the Dalmatian is a non-sporting group, according to our Australia Kennel Club. So the color of Dalmatian, dapper black and white spotted dog, Spots can be brown, black, lemon, dark blue, tricolored, brindle, or sable. The temperament of the Dalmatian, playful, extremely sensitive, and loyal. The Dalmatian needs human companionship, and without it, he's likely to get depressed. They have excellent memory. They enjoy playing with children, but may be too rambunctious for the toddlers. Introduce them early to other dogs and small pets. Without enough exercise and mental stimulation, they can become highly strong. Quite intelligent, but can be a bit willful. They need consistent training, and they can be trained to a high level of obedience. Some health problems the Dalmatians may uh, face 
every Dalmatian puppy should be tested for deafness. Urinary stones and skin allergies are sometimes inherited. Uric acid levels are higher in Dalmatian than in any other breed, sometimes causing urinary blockage. The vets may recommend a low-protein diet for this breed to prevent urinary tract problems. Exercise. Very energetic breed with enormous stamina. They need to be taken on long, daily, brisk walks or jogs. And in addition, it needs plenty of opportunity to run, preferably off-leash in a safe area. They are very active indoors, and this breed should not be kept outside in the cold. The living conditions, they need at least an average or big size backyard, and the life expectancy 10 to 12 years. The coat sheds profusely two times a year. It is a hardy, easy to keep breed, brush your Dalmatian regularly to keep with constant shedding. The origin of the Dalmatians. They were bred to run under or along side or horse-drawn carriages and therefore have a vast amount of stamina and energy. Traces were found in Egyptian history of Dalmatians. They became a well-developed breed in England. So that's your Dalmatian from the group known Sporting. So I think we came uh, to the end of our show today. So I had a wonderful weekend with my puppy, my dog, and she just completed two years of age. During the Anzac weekend, we had some gorgeous weather. Now a bit back to rain again, but was just an absolutely awesome weather. So we went and took her to Elwood. She loved the autumn leaves um, and was frolicking around the autumn leaves on the streets of Elwood. And we had nice walks around the Elwood foreshore. And it was just so nice to see um, and have opportunity to, you know, just introduce her to a bit bigger amounts of crowds and more dogs because there was a lot of people out there. You know, she saw people on the beach, prams, children, you know, the doggies and a lot of bicycles, roller rollerblades. She had not seen someone on rollerblades before. So when you get opportunity like that, it's a weekend um just take your dog to different places and just get them to enjoy with you the uh, great outdoors of Australia, okay? So, we are preparing a nice interview. We're going to have a guest with us on the next podcast. Podcast, we're already going to podcast number seven next week. And we hope you enjoy our program today. And as I mentioned, if you have any topics you love us to cover, please just uh, send us, a, drop us an email to info at Radio Karen. Org, and we'll be very happy to cover the topic that you like. Okay, suggestions, we love that. And if you even want to be a guest speaker on our show, please just contact us because we want to chat with dog owners as well and just see how challenging their experiences have been. Okay, thank you so much and have fun with your dogs. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.